This is Hope FM. Now, of course, I have known Colin Bennett for many years, but many of you haven't. Or you may even know him because of his his various roles that he's had over the years, uh, not the least of which, of course, has been uh, one of the tutors at Moran's College. In fact, you know, you were on the management team there. Yes, I was. Yeah. But let's take it way, way back and tell oh. them something of your story. <laughs> is this a eulogy? Cullen there, Bennett, you know? this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that book? Oh, yes, here it is. Well, Colin was born. <laughs> At a young age, yes. <laughs> At a very young age. Yeah. But Colin, how did, the, how did the whole faith thing uh, begin for you? How, when did you yeah. how did you become a Christian? Well... I have to say, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a difficult family, a poor family, uh, domestic abuse. And uh, I really, my mum religiously went to Roman Catholic Mass every Sunday and she dragged me along. But at the age of 11, I think it was, I um, sneaked out of going and I never went back until I was 21. Uh, this girl encouraged me to go to church with her. Was that the girl who was to become your wife? No, it was not. Oh, Colin! So. <laughs> you had a fling, did you? No, no there was no fling. Uh, she was not interested in me. I think she just wanted me to go to her church. Anyway, so I... Well, have a moment's um, silence for ex- Colin's well, rejection. It was fine. It was fine, Blake, because it was as boring then as it was the first time I went. So, um, But then... Um, my wife now, Yvonne, who was my girlfriend when I was at college, she she also wanted to go to church and wanted to become a Christian. So I'm, I don't seem to be able to escape, you know. Anyway, I went with her a number of times, but she never, she'd never, what she'd wanted to become a Christian, but she ne- she knew that she wasn't, which is interesting, isn't it? I wonder whether some of your listeners might think that they are Christians. I think there's, I think there's. I think there's lots and lots of people. There are yeah. very few atheists about, you know, atheists yeah. say there's definitely no God. I think there's a, there's a lot more people who are a bit agnostic, yes. who, not yeah. too sure. Uh, and, of course, many people have a an inner sense that there's something, yeah. you know, but maybe not know what. I think that's where I was. It was like, let, let the force be with you, you know, may the fourth be, win- <laughs> be with you. You can't say that very well. On with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, at, but, at, but at 25... Um, Myself and Yvonne went to this one church, and just one Sunday, I was just overcome by the love of God. I just knew that God loved me. It was a bit like C.S. Lewis when he says he got onto the bus and he wasn't a Christian. When he got off, he was. Mm. And it was a bit like that in this service. I I can't really even really point to it. There was nothing spectacular it was just basically well it was everything about god spectacular but you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was it was just about the love of god mm-hmm. and almost the whole picture of the love of god and I'll, for your listen for the listeners today imagine that god is pouring out his love on you all the time i think one of the difficulties for me was to think i felt that that there wasn't a God, but if there was a God, he wasn't really interested in me. And do you think that maybe because of the home situation, because obviously, you know, your father was abusive to your mother, yeah. who was very gentle yeah, yeah. lady, that, that must have had a major impact on you. It did. It meant that for me, and I went to an all-boys school, which was a very bullying school, so I actually felt quite alienated from men, to be honest with you. I thought... I really, you know, I I prefer I preferred actually the the company of women than I did. <laughs> Sounds a bit bad. <laughs> well, no, there was good, there was good reason for it, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, one, one of the things, I mean, I know now one of the many roles that you play is you're chairman of the of the yeah, Water Lily correct. charity. Yeah. And uh, uh, we had Liz on yesterday in yeah. this programme. But, um, but one of the things I talked to Liz about was how difficult it can be for people who are in abusive situations, of course, both men and women. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, to, to actually seek help. Did, yeah. did your mum struggle with that? Well, there, there wasn't really that kind of help, in that, you know, back in 1803, you know. <laughs> 1803? Colin, you, you hold your age very well, mate. No, back in, the, back in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, there wasn't that kind of, of help. Um, it was basically, you know, you've made your bed, now lie in it. That was the approach that she was given. And, you know, she, she went to, to Mass. This is not a criticism of Roman Catholicism. It's, it's, a, it's actually where we were in this, this country. But the priest basically said to her, you've just got to love your husband more. Well, it's hard to love somebody that's beating you up. Mm. Yeah. And it's even hard to watch that happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there you are. You, you miraculously come to faith. Yeah. Uh, what difference did that make? Oh, well, if I can just say that Yvonne, my wife now, who was my girlfriend then, she bought me a Bible when I when I became a Christian, but she knew that she still wasn't. So she bought it me. That's a bit rough, isn't it? So she, 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 there she is, jumping through hoops, taking you to church, desperately seeking God, and, and who, gets, who gets God first of all? You do. She would say, it's just like you, Colin. You always push your way to the front of the queue. So. So um, anyway, she brought me this Bible and I was devouring it, you know, from cover to cover. I I started in Genesis, read through in a week up to the book of Daniel. And uh, she got the Bible and she threw it at me and she said, uh, you think more of that Bible than you do of me. And actually, I, I was just in love with God so much. My all, everything was haywire. It really was. So, but, but of course, God had a plan for Yvonne. <laughs> because that following Sunday, um, she wrote... Did she hit you with a Bible, by the way? <laughs> she was the first <laughs> Bible basher. She was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> She's very good at sport. Anyway, so Yvonne, Yvonne she, she went to church, and we, we both went to church. And she said to her friend, she said... Um, if it's not today, I don't know when it's going to be. She put a little note underneath her friend Janice's door. If it's not today, I don't know when it's going to be that I become a Christian. Anyway, what happened was, um, sure enough, she gets to the church door and starts to cry. And I said, what's wrong? She said, there's been a door between me and God, but that door is now open. Fantastic, isn't it? It's great. And, it, and it's actually uh, you know, Holman Hunt's famous picture, you know, yeah, exactly. standing at the door. And, uh, and of course, the, the, the handle is on, you know, on the inside, isn't it? Yeah, because on the painting, Holman Hunt's painting, there is no door handle, is there? No. On the outside, and Jesus is standing outside there, but the door handle was on the inside. Yeah, so you had to open the door. So she obviously did that, opened the door. Yeah, and, I mean, really, we haven't looked back since, really. We've... Yeah continued being faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and and what a loving father and really well as you know about this the the person and work of the Holy Spirit which changed our lives completely as well so uh, well shall we have our first song that would be great now you've you've chosen 10,000 reasons why why this one Colin well actually it's a bit it was at Moreland's it was a bit of my theme tune in fact when when I had my farewell service the students said why haven't you chosen 10,000 reasons you always put that on. It's like an old chestnut for you. I think it's just such a wonderful song 
that whole notion of there's 10,000 reasons why God loves us, 10,000 reasons why we should respond to him. It's a great song, Colin, Matt Redman. Oh. And I, I like the, the closing verses, you know, uh, of that, yeah. you know, on that day, you know, it's yeah. about the reunion. And well, of course, you're closer to that day than me, Blair. So oh, well, <laughs> thank you for that, Colin. That's very kind of you to say, you know. But uh, well, yeah. you are a lot older than me. Uh, I'm so, starting up. Yeah. I know you're starting a consultancy. I'm starting a consultancy here on how to be cheery and merry with a friend like you. No, uh, how, how, how to make the best years of your retirement, which, of course, aren't retirement at all. There's no such thing as retirement in the kingdom of God. It's no. not in the Bible. The word retirement is and, not in there. And the thing is, who would really want to retire? Well, what know? are you retiring to? Exactly. <laughs> Sleep them, you know. And somebody said to me, well, what are you going to do, Colin? You know, now you're retired. I said, A, I'm not retiring. But B, if I was, how many games of golf can you play in a day? You know, what, <laughs> well, I'm sure, you you can get a, I'm sure you can get a few in, Colin. <laughs> well, I did. Do you remember I did a fundraiser for Moreland? Yes. I did 100 holes in one day. Now, mm. that was... Uh, and if Rod's listening, Rod, my friend, Rod Bassett, he, he drove the buggy around for me. So amazing. Fantastic. Well, going back to the Sheffield days, of course, yes. So because obviously um, we both worked for Sheffield YMCA. We, we were in very different roles, of course. Of course we, we, we were. We both had a passion for young people. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you were involved in, in training. Yes. And I guess that was to become the, the, the clarion call of your life's work. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I really thought about. I thought that actually what I would do is be an online community worker. I thought, not online, but, you know, in in your face community worker. I thought community development is where I am. The reality is I have done that, but really training is where God wanted me to be. So training and education and coaching, really, mentoring. Now, the project in Sheffield, Sheffield, correct me if I'm wrong, was called In Delta, wasn't it? So what sort of a project was it? What did you do? Yeah, it was about development training. So we we actually saw thousands of young people come through the doors and actually train them. We were part of what was called the YTS scheme, youth training scheme at that time, and then it just changed to youth training. So we'd got people who were working in Debenhams and whatever you know shops and they would come in and we would do development training with them five uh, over a year they would have five days with us on the, the 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 notion was called personal effectiveness how to be effective as a person so that's what, mm. basically what we did well of course i then got a job uh, down here in bournemouth as, a, as the ceo of bournemouth ymca <laughs> and it was actually at that time that i came across this advertisement for uh morelands and uh, i thought to myself 
I know <laughs> who would love to do that job. And so I, so I just made you aware of it. Yes. And the rest is history, isn't what it? What do you see? You've got a lot to answer for, Blair, because all the people's lives I've made a misery down here <laughs> in the South. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I say, if you want to blame anybody, don't blame me. Blame God and blame, blame Blair, Blair Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to call me Bear Crawford. There, I right? nearly did. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but, but I mean, what, what was it that attracted you to that job at Morelands? Well, what was it didn't? I mean, it was setting up. I mean, it was just fell into my lap. It was setting up a youth work course that was overtly Christian and was going to... And I knew that it needed to be nationally recognised by the government. So I've always felt that you, that good theology is linked to working in the community and working kindly with people and, and, and you know, being head, hands and feet of Jesus. So I, I knew that it was possible to do that. I don't know how I knew, but anyway. Yeah. Well, the course, the, the course accreditation was important. You see, well, yeah. I did my training with the YMCA, but the, the training that I did it qualified me to work in local authority yeah. or anywhere. I was. It was a recognized qualification. Of course, way back then, uh, you could go to Bible college and do some fantastic training to be like a youth pastor or whatever, but the, the, but the work wasn't accredited. No, it it wasn't. wasn't. So the work that you were faced with was actually not only devising a course, yeah. but actually ensuring that it, was accredited yeah and fortunately in 1999 that's exactly what we did although when i when i moved to to morelands in 1991 there was no degree course and there was no youth work course of course there was nothing <laughs> there was a course to be fair the course was a bible a, a certificate and diploma course and then they added a third year onto that but it wasn't nationally accredited it was locally accredited by the college itself mm. now of course as you sit here today uh, and uh, you know you, you're just about to leave Morelands and to go into something well actually i've left i've been a gr- it's, it, my farewell service was the the end of november so it's great but you've got all those years of experience in Morelands and, yeah. and happy years and, and change lives and we will talk a bit more yeah, a, yeah, yeah. about that but let's have another song before great. we before we great. do all of that now this is a, this is a little christmas song yes uh, joy to the world do you want to introduce it oh well if christmas is about anything it's about joy you know i don't know about you but i re- watch the news and it seems so depressing so much of the time i'm a very joyful person so i love the notion that christmas is about joy and it's joy because of the birth of the lord jesus christ This is Hope FM. Colin is my very special guest, Colin Bennett, indeed, and of course, he's uh, just just left the staff uh, at Morans. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, those years at Morans were great, and I guess that you must get quite a mixture of people who come to oh, Morans, all amazing. different ages. I mean, amazing. I, over the years, I've been privileged to meet some of the students yeah. and talk to them and so on. But but I mean. Uh, 
the diversity. I, I guess also you must have some very interesting theological discussions. Always. <laughs> because Always. They come from such a broad range of backgrounds. Yep. yep. So, you know, you just, you just never know what you – know, you can't assume – if you make assumptions, you are in trouble with students. So you just don't assume. You just – the best way is to listen. I'm not very good at listening, but that is the best way. <laughs> <laughs> Did the students say, Colin, will you shut up? I want to talk to you. <laughs> well, no, it, it's God that tells me to shut up the most. So can you just shut up and listen, for goodness sake? So. But one of the things that used to very, very much encourage me, still does about, about morons and so on, because I was, as you know, was on the board yeah, for yeah, quite, yeah. quite a long time. But it's basically the, the fact that God is alive and well in, in young – Young adults, you know, yes. uh, and, and and older people as well, and and the, each story of how people you know go there yeah. to train is is a very different and refreshing one. Oh, yeah, uh, fantastic! Yeah, but of course, you also set up the uh, you know the the sort of centres for Mormons. Yeah, and what, what was what was the rationale behind all of that? Well, I had this weird idea that really Mormons was never going to um, be able just to contain people on the site. And that really we should be reaching out into into the UK, and so uh, I had a link with some folks down in the southwest, Southwest Youth Ministries, and they were already providing degree and master's level study, and I went and talked to them, and they were very keen to switch to us, and so uh, they they switched Southwest Youth Ministry. My friend. Uh, Paul Friend, who's a fantastic guy who heads that uh, organisation up. But then um, I did feel that we should do something in the Midlands. And so uh, move, really, the North is not well served in terms of theological education and particularly Christian youth work. It, that there is a, a massive gap there. And so um, uh, set up the, the Midlands Centre. And so my, my uh, friend Sharon Pryor and... Uh, one of our students, Rachel Retallick Cheel, they run that that centre, and it's fantastic. It means that you can um, people don't have to come and stay at Sopley for three years. They can be in their local churches, doing local ministry, working in the community, doing great work in the community, and get uh, not only a theological qualification but also a youth and community work one. Uh, the the other sort of building block, if you like, in Warrens was yeah. was the practical theology. Oh, so yeah. so you guys, uh, you know, people are being trained not just to to, to, to learn theology, yeah. but actually to flesh it out. Yeah, it's not enough just for your head. It has to be your hands and feet and heart. You know, it has to be all of that. It's the application. I think somebody said that, uh, I can't remember who it was, but there's no such thing as pure theology. All theology is applied. It's just whether you're prepared to, to take that step. And I think applying your theology in, in life. When I was interviewed at Morlands, uh, I was asked a question, and Colin, what is your theology? This is my interview. I had not got a clue what to say. <laughs> Yeah. And Yvonne could tell. Yvonne was in at that time. She was at the in, in the interview, and she said to the the person who was asking, "Colin lives out his theology; it's applied." Mm. Isn't that great? And of course, for Mormons, that w- that would have been like music to their ears because it's all about applied theology. Exactly. I mean, I guess all the all the reading of the Bible and all all those things that we can do is really not worth very much. 
you know, if you don't. It was interesting. I was reading Daniel this morning. Yeah. And, uh, and it was interesting, something I'd not thought about, because he was motivated by the prophets of old. Yes. And, uh, and then he, what he did was he, he read what they'd said about, you know, obviously being, being sent into to exile and so on. But then he, he then used it as yeah. a springboard to say, oh, yeah. God, please have mercy and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, of course, he repented himself. And it probably, if anybody ever had a, an exemplary sort of life, it must have been Daniel, you know, because he stood up for what he believed and so on. There's uh, little, there's little that to show in the Bible about him having any negatives. What the great thing is, and someone said to me, well, why did Daniel get thrown in the lion's den? If, why did he bother praying three times a day from his rooftop? You know, why didn't he just go into his house? Surely Jesus said, go into a room, close the door. Because that's what, he, that's what he always did, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. But also, there was a thing. If you look at what Daniel saw during his prayer time, just most people read Daniel chapter 1 through chapter 6. If you go on 7 till to the end, 12, you'll see there all of the things that happened in his prayer life. People sometimes say to me, oh, prayer, it's really boring. I said, not when I pray, it isn't. It's amazing <laughs> because God wants to speak to us. Mm. That's what Christmas is about, isn't it? I- Emmanuel, God with us. Well, I always say to people, you know, God likes to hear the sound uh, of, of your voice, exactly. you know, uh, uh, and whatever. Exactly. Of course, we all go through those times whenever. I mean, I've interviewed a number of people, and some of them have had very, very significant uh uh, hearing God's voice, and you know, yeah. I mean, literally hearing His yeah. voice. Uh, but they, but they often say, but that hasn't been the norm. No. You know, no. I think in some ways it spoils you. You know, uh, I mean, I, yeah. uh, you've had spectacular uh, guidance, you know, over some things as as have I. But it, but it hasn't been the the ongoing experience. No. You know, but it spoils you. You think, do it again, God? Can yeah. I just, you know, yeah? It's a bit like having a wash. Blair, I don't, won't remember having a wash today. I did wash. But <laughs> just so I'm very pleased about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I only probably have a bath, a long soaking bath, probably once a year, you know. But having a wash, I wash every day, you know, so... It's a bit like that, really. Now, the coronavirus, of course, comes along. And my goodness, has there been debate about that? I see you've got a little book. Well, I've got it for you as a gift, Blair. This is your Christmas present. That's amazing. (laughs) Do do you know, I've I've heard so many people talking about this. Well, there we go. It's yours. So this is is John Lennox, uh, uh, Where is God in a Coronavirus World. Have have you read it? Yes, it's fantastic. In fact, I bought 10 copies. Excellent. And I've got one to give away to our listeners. So oh, even better. I would like to give one one of these copies away to our listeners. Okay, well, think, we'll tell you before the end of the programme what you have to do to get that little book. But obviously you, you have read it. So does John ad- address the difficult issues, the questions that everybody's asking, like has God sent this as a punishment on the exactly. nation? Exactly. All of those questions and more are asked there. And John, he, did, he was um, our graduation speaker probably seven or eight years ago. Amazing man. I had the privilege of meeting him. And he has debated with all of the top atheists and agnostics, uh, Dawkins and the like, Hitchens. Well, of course, he's an emeritus uh, professor from Oxford. 
is. Whatever. So obviously, and, and he's that, Irish as well, Blair. Well, you see, say, say no more. You know, I think it's retribution. You know, for all those people who think Irish people are stupid. You know, <laughs> I mean, where that came from, I don't know. No idea, Blair. Super, no, I've got no idea super, at all, Blair. Super, in, super intelligent, whatever. <laughs> so, what do you think about? I mean, obviously, the the coronavirus must have made its challenges at Moreland's and oh, so on. Tremendous. Uh, how has it impacted? You know life there yeah i mean a lot of online teaching but also uh, we've we've been able very fortunately to to have students on campus as well particularly those who live on campus but it's been tough for them and uh you know it's not what they expected when they think about going to college mm-hmm. you know they think about being going to college and having you know great time and, and and getting up close and personal to people and yet They've had to be socially distanced. They have had bubbles, so they've been in, you know, household bubbles, and that's been great. But, you know, it's been true for all of us, hasn't it? Our lives have changed forever. Who'd have thought that you'd, you know, I've just been to Castle Point. Who'd have thought, you know, a year ago that I'd be walking through Castle Point and everybody would be wearing a mask? Well, I'm very pleased to hear that everybody was wearing a mask because <laughs> that wasn't the case in London. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. but then, of course the other uh, phenomenon is the fact that the the virus has impacted the whole world. Yes. You know, uh, and and of course in very very different ways. I suppose negatively, it's, it's created a great deal of fear. Uh, mm. You know, in 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 people. Yeah. What, what what's your view? I mean, uh, do you think that God has sent this virus to? Punish us all? No, I, I don't think he has. But but um, suffering happens all the time. People, you know, if if we hadn't got coronavirus, there's people dying all the time of flu or, or some other thing, heart disease, cancer. Has God sent all of those things? No. All of these things are a result of the fall, you know, the, which is a sadness for all of us. We all bar, but bear Adam and Eve's mark on us of, you know, we're not going to live forever in this world. I mean, some people would be very pleased to hear that, especially about me and you, Blair. Can you imagine anything worse than hearing us on the radio forever? We might be talking a wee bit differently. But the reality is God loves us and cares for us and got a wonderful plan for our life. But I do think for a world that probably doesn't want to listen to God anymore, coronavirus has been a massive wake-up call it's slowed a lot of people down and it's made them evaluate what is important in life as opposed to you know that song by um uh in the greatest showman uh, great uh, breakneck speed uh, you know I, I can't remember the title but it but it, the whole notion about barnum was that he was he was you know champagne with kings and queens politicians praise my name i lived a life at breakneck speed and yet coronavirus has slowed everybody down. Mm-hmm. It's made us think and, and reflect. And it's interesting because it, it, before coronavirus, we'd often say, I wish we could stop the roundabout, which is what you're saying. For many people, of course, that roundabout has come to an abrupt halt. Yes, and, uh, yes. Obviously, it, it, there's lots of negative things about exactly. di- you know, people not being connected to one another, not being able to see each other, yeah. rising mental health. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also brought the very best out in people because, Absolutely. I mean, here locally, there was over 2,500 people who, in the, in the first lockdown, came forward to offer to volunteer. In fact, to be quite honest, I think there were so many people offered to volunteer that not everybody could be used you know it's true but 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 actually the what those folk were doing you know like delivering food to the to the elderly um you know uh, doing kind kind 
acts of service to their neighbours, you know, uh, all manner of things, you know, helping to to support the NHS, of course, yeah. as well as volunteering there. Uh, but something about the, 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 the goodness, I mean, what you expect to see at this time of the year, because there is a bit of a spirit, isn't there, uh, yeah. about Christmas. Joy. Joy, absolutely, bringing the best out in people. But, but I think we've seen that this year yes. more than probably at any other time previously. Yeah. Mm. I, I just been into asda and just chatted with with the person behind the till because i always have a chat with people when i'm in of course in, uh, well, of course always have a chat with people anyway but i said to the person i sit behind the till i said you know god bless you today have a great day but also i said behind my mask you can't see it but there's a smile and i believe that god has a smile on us today I think that introduces the song, and your your next song is that uh, the goodness of God, yeah. which helps to put the smile on your face. Exactly. Why this one, Colin? Yeah, it's it's my wife's favourite song, but also it's been a a constant theme and reminder to us that although we've had difficulties during lockdown, the goodness of God it pervades all. Well, that's uh, Bethel Music there uh, and the goodness of God, which is Yvonne, your wife's favourite uh, worship it song. It is. She yeah. loves it. She loves it. Fantastic. If she's ever feeling a little bit down, she'll get Jen Johnson to blast out the airwaves. And mm. that. Uh, and isn't it amazing that we can draw on all of those resources? Absolutely. You know, go on YouTube, find some of these songs. You can listen to them and then go and buy them at Keith Jones. Mm. So we, uh, we were... We, Many, many memories for you over over the how many years at Mornings? I mean, twenty nine, so I mean, nearly thirty years. It's a lifetime, basically, isn't it? <laughs> it feels like a, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say a prison <laughs> sentence, but let out on good remission. Yeah. So, but but wonderful, and it's been a, my dream job, and and I've I loved every moment of it, even the bad things. You know, you you learn. I don't know about you, Blair, but I learn so much during difficult times as well. Not just when things are going well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even the, just at the radio station, Hope FM. You know, I mean, we, uh, we the wives say we're very gracious in giving us a home for many, many years, but they needed extra space, and we were, you know, were faced with the challenge of finding somewhere else. And um, and uh, and of course, it takes quite a lot of money to move radio oh stations. Well, if I tell you that that God only provided for nine thousand pounds to enable the stations move, but in the last year, thirty-two thousand pounds in order for us to re completely re-equip. It, it came in different ways. The, the the Free Church Council blessed us. Individual people blessed us. You're yeah, one, one of them. those. You're one, one of those. Them, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it's just great. And you think, God, you are so amazingly good. So when everybody comes into the studios and Ace Office, of course, yeah. uh, they've been supporters of ours Amazing. for so many years. But they they are just they've been incredibly good uh, to us. And uh, so we, you know, uh, so use this office for all your office supplies. Exactly. Um, but but of course, principally behind all of that is the goodness of God, which is what that song was all yeah. all about, in- yeah. encouraging us. Yeah. So in this new chapter, yes, um, <laughs> were, were you were you fearful about 
Because you, you, you've met so many people and done so many things, uh, but always, obviously, you know, in connection with Moran's. Exactly. Now, it's, you're stepping out, and, of course, you've got other partnerships, which we'll yes. talk about. Exactly. Uh, well, how are you feeling about being on the threshold of this, this new thing? Well, I feel a bit like I, I was walking along the clifftop, and God just reminded me how wonderfully free birds are when they zoom and they just seem to flow. I don't know whether you watch the gulls on the clifftop. They're just, they're effortless, aren't they? They're just floating there. And I just felt God was saying, you know, here we are. This is is how you should be living. I have to say that since leaving Moorlands, I've had more opportunities to share with people just about God, about to pray with people. And prayer costs us nothing. It costs God everything for that relationship. But prayer is so wonderful and being able to pray with people. So, you know, in the cafe yesterday, Water Lily Cafe yesterday, and then just walking along the street and there was somebody who I knew and I just stopped and prayed with them. You know, isn't it wonderful being able to do that? And yet the interesting thing is if you talk to the average person, they would say to you that probably prayer and reading the Bible, they find us the two most dif- <laughs> difficult things. But maybe maybe it's something to do with the way that we do it. I mean, yeah. you you chat to God like you're chatting to me on the spur of the moment, aren't you? You well, probably exactly. were chatting to him in Aston. <laughs> exactly. the point. Well, the thing is, Yvonne has taught me that. Because Yvonne, this is a funny story. So Yvonne, she's praying all the time, all day long. And sometimes she'll say, she'll call me Lord. (laughs) (laughs) By mistake. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But of course, God loves that. You know, in a way we think, I mean, I I love the model of the Lord's Prayer, you know. But but when you look at what's actually in the Lord's Prayer, uh, I mean, it's not reams and reams of deep theological. I mean, it's just, you know, our Father, our, hallowed, holy is your name. Exactly. You know? And then you know, praying for our daily needs, yeah. praying for forgiveness, praying for others, you know, yeah. praying against temptation. Well, it's a framework, isn't it? That's yeah. a framework for praying. But, but I think also, that, you know, because there's so many things happen in a day that oh. if you wait it to the end of the day, well, not only would you probably go to sleep try, trying to remember, you know. <laughs> uh, actually, do you know, I heard, I, I heard a marvellous sister. I must tell you this, Colin, because it was, yeah, a, it was a minister, actually, who, who struggled this whole area of prayer. You yeah, know? Yeah. And he, um, he, 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 he knew he had to pray. And, uh, and in fact, when he was praying once, he, God said to him, because his senior minister was a great praying man, you see. Yeah. And he was in line to sort of take over, uh, you know, when, when the, the, the other minister retired. You know? But God said to him, I want to tell you something. If you don't pray, I'm not going to act. So that threw him into a total panic. <laughs> so, so what he did was he started to get up early in the morning, really early. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you know what happened. Yeah, he, he fell asleep. Yeah, he had his coffee, but he would... And then, and then oh, that's not going to work. So he tried the other end of the day, and yeah. that, was even, that was even worse. Yeah. But then he, he, he then started to put on worship music. CDs yep. and things, and, and uh, he found that he was caught up in the words of the of the songs, and he started. Well, do you know the most amazing things started to happen uh, in his personal life and 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 in his work. Yeah. Well, he was very confused about this, uh, and he went back to God. He said, "He said, I don't understand this. You said to me that if I didn't pray, you wouldn't work. Well, all these things are happening." And to which God replied, "My son." You keep doing what you're doing. 
and I'll keep doing <laughs> And all he was doing, Colin, was just, because when he listened to the music, it was touching his spirit, and yeah. he was just, his heart was re- rising in worship, yeah. and his thoughts, you know, you keep doing I I've always thought, wow. And, and it's, it, it's more than about the sort of emphasis on the relationship. Exactly. So so here's, here's a situation, one of my weird stories. So I'm on the tube, because uh, we, we looked to set up a southeast centre, we set one up in the, the Midlands. We actually now have got one in Northern Ireland, you'll be pleased to know, in Belfast. That came to us miraculously. We weren't looking for it. It landed on our doorstep. So that's an, a whole programme's worth of story about that one. But also we wanted to set one up in the northeast, but also in the southeast. And while I was down in the southeast talking to people, um, I was on the train and uh, I was on the tube and I felt God saying to me, I want you to talk to the person next to you. Oh, please, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, rush hour. They're all in, you know. So I sp- said to the guy, I thought, well, what do I say to him? I said, that looks a nice book you're reading there. It looks interesting. Nothing. No response. No response. But I tell you, everybody in the carriage heard it. They heard what I said, because I haven't got a quiet voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they all gave me the sideways glances and thought, is he mentally ill? Is he a drug addict? Yes. Is he weird? Is he, you know, whatever. Very embarrassing moment. Nothing from this guy. I get off the, the train. No no response from him. Nothing. I'm thinking that's that's it. I said, God, what's all that about? And I felt the whisper of the Lord Jesus saying, what you experienced is what I experience every day. Oh, wow. I am speaking to people all the time and they are ignoring me. Mm. What a wonderful way to communicate, but also, of course, a very painful way. Yeah. I mean, of course, Jesus did say that, didn't he? He said, you know, you, 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 you have... You will experience endless pain yeah. unnecessarily, yeah. you know. Yeah. And in fact, you know, and what a friend we have in Jesus, you know, uh, where it, it, th- those words are, you know, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. But yeah. prayer is just another word for for our hearts' communication exactly. with God himself. Exactly. I had a poster on my wall. It said, prayer, I lean forward to kiss. It's that whole sense of just a, an attitude towards it's an attitude that, mm. that you have being open to god now if you put yourself in, in joseph's you know position because yeah, 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 yeah. i'm back to your next song now yeah, the yeah, joseph's yeah, yeah. song oh my goodness but i mean can you imagine i mean what people would have thought uh, that, that there was mary a virgin yeah and and of course he's betrothed to her but they're <laughs> not they're not married <laughs> and then all of a sudden this bloke you know i don't know whether he had got wings or whatever you know whatever turns up and uh, and suddenly mary is pregnant yes uh and that was before the angel of course appeared yes. to tell joseph yes you know what was happening scandalous so is that why you've chosen this song but i've chosen this song because when i first had when we me and myself and yvonne had our, our first child i heard this song and it brought me to tears because not only did I identify with what it's like to be a father, but I also began to understand what it must have been like for Joseph.
That's a great song, Colin. That's uh, Joseph's oh. song, sung by uh, Michael Card. It always brings tears to my eyes, Blair. That yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Now here you are. You're you're setting up. You have set up a uh, training yep. life challenges, but there's a bit of story behind this, isn't it? Yeah. There? So training life changing is. Uh, I've got a website on that, and it's training hyphen life changing sharespace dot com. So, um, which is a bit of a mouthful, but. Uh, the easiest thing is to is to either ring me or or email me really. So the, the details are on that card, and you can you can pass them on to the listeners anyway if anybody wants to know. <clears throat> but the idea behind that is about life coaching. The idea I've spent thirty years life coaching people, and uh, that's what I'm planning to do. But that's only one string. So one of my my friends, Tony Goodman, he had two. He had a dream about me. He said, Colin. I saw you and you were really excited about Jesus. I thought, well, that's good. <laughs> well, you've been excited all your life. About <laughs> he said, but then you came and saw me in the dream and you were even more excited. Well, do you know, Blair, that's true. Mm. I am more excited <laughs> now. I've got to calm down a little bit. Anyway, but he, then he came and saw me. I paid for his lunch at Waterlily Cafe. Che- can I just give a plug? Yes. Cheapest breakfast in Christchurch and quality as well quality breakfast yeah. four pounds you can have it all it's an all-day breakfast four pounds for full English where can you get that anyway and nowhere. service with a smile nowhere <laughs> apart from Water Lily Cafe 131 Barrack Road and tomorrow is the Christmas fair we'll talk so, about that in a moment okay so anyway he says to me he says um we prayed and, and Tony said I feel as though I've got a word for you I said okay then what great he said God showed me a golden tower, and that's, that's Moreland's, a golden tower where you have been busy and busy doing things at the top of that tower. But God has now made a mine shaft to go down, down and down to the coal face to hew out new nuggets of gold. I thought, wow. I told that to a few people. They, were, they felt a bit sorry for me. I don't think I don't feel sorry about it at all. No, I think it's a, I think it's great. great and, word. and actually, Thank you, Tony. When Thank you, you God. When you think about it, if if all the stuff that we're doing at the top of the tower, whatever our tower is, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if that's not really touching people at the rock face, so what you have, of course, is all those years of experience of of exactly. But it, but it is true, of course. When we're in management, I mean, I've spent my life in management. The why I'm saying here, yeah. but but actually, you know, um, what I like about this phase of my own life is that I'm seeing more direct work with people uh, yes. at the rock face and I guess that that's what God's calling you to as yeah, exactly. well exactly. Uh, and, and of course training people you know helping people to think through because often people don't know you know what's no. going on in their lives they can be very no. perplexed with life circumstances they can, they can. and probably even even more so after corona because I think next yes. year is going to be even more difficult I agree this I year. agree completely and so anyway I've got this little acrostic I love acrostics. So all an acrostic is, it's a way of memorising. The Bible's full of them. It's a way of memorising a, a memorable word. And the memorable, memorable word for me is golden. I'm entering golden years. And so G stands for God, putting God first, spending even more quality time with God. O is my, our family, our friends, those people who know me in real life, mm. our church, and then L stands for local charities. So one is Waterlily, which we've already talked about. The other, next year, we're launching down here 
a brand new charity called Green Door for Families. And I would love to come and talk about that at some stage. Look forward to it. it So those are two local charities. And then there's a national charity called Discipling the Nations. So this is the D, Discipling the Nations. And it's a training organisation. And they've asked me to help grow and develop their work by developing Christian uh, chaplaincy work at that's level three, level four, level five. So again, it's still part of the academia world. So they, they're based in Birmingham, but they want to actually be based more nationally and internationally. So that's the D, Discipling the Nations. You can find them on the web, the web as well. And then E stands for encouragement. Who needs encouragement today? Everybody. Everybody does. <laughs> well, as a result, I'm through, through my new um, training life changing, I'm going to be launching, and perhaps we could talk together about Hope FM doing this. We're going, going to launch a, a conference called Encouragement. And the idea is that people come along to that conference. It costs them a donation of £5. So they donate, and that then helps pay for, for a whole load of things. But also they're coming with five-minute stories of encouragement, and then there'll be at the end opportunities to pray for each other. So... God First Church in Christchurch have very kindly said I can use their premises. So I think it's something like the 3rd of July next year. So watch this space. That's, that's great. And of course, you'll be back on to talk, oh, yeah, talk about yeah. that. Now, just to say that... Can if, I just finish the N? So the N is just new things. So there's lots of new things happening. In Decipl- and and um, Training Life Changing is one of those. But also... Uh, I've been asked by um, a thing called Walk Through the Bible. I don't know whether you've heard of them. I've heard of them. They've asked me to, to be a trainer. So that's it. New things. I thought you were going to have a, a sort of a, an easy year. but uh. <laughs> That's what someone else said. Anyway, if, if, you, if you're listening and you'd like to check out Colin's brand new website, uh, then you just go www.training-lifechanging.com. And I guess you're adding information to yeah, that. all the time. All of the time. All the time. But I guess that'll, that'll give you a wee bit meat yeah, on, yeah, more meat yeah. on the bones. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose people can also contact you personally. Yes, if you, yeah. you know, if they so want I'm on to. Facebook, Colin Bennett. I mean, it's not difficult Dead easy, to see. Yeah. That's, that's probably a better route than anything, really. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm holding in the book that you give me in my hand, right. John Lennox's book, uh, Where is God in a Coronavirus World? Now, you yes. can... You can win this book uh, today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've had loads of people say to me, it's, it's, a, it's a really great, great, it's read. great read. I mean, although he's an academic, it's, it's not a not too a heavy a no, book. No, no. You uh, could read it in a night. Yeah, it's only a very booklet, actually, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. It's only what, how many pages? Uh, I should just say it's... 70? No, uh, not 60, even that. 63. Yeah. Yeah, little book. Uh, now, of course, uh, we're going to give you a question and it'll be linked to this next song. Do you want to introduce the song? Yes. Yeah, so what's the Coventry Carol about? What's it about? So listen very carefully. So that's the Coventry 
Carol there. Now, if you want to win the book, Where is God in a Coronavirus World? Then all you have to do is email me the answer because uh, the program, as you probably know, is repeated on Sunday morning. So to get to make it fair, all of you today and on on Sunday, uh, well, well, we want to make it an, an even playing field. So all you have to do is write my email down. It's dead easy. It's Blair, B-L-A-I-R-C, C's for Crawford, at hopefm.com. Blair, C, at hopefm.com. And you don't have to write reams and reams, just a few words on what, what was the theme of that carol? What was the theme of the carol? Why was the carol written? And, uh, and and then I'll reveal the answer to you uh, next week. So somebody will be able to win that book. And, of course, I shall put all of the the right answers in my uh, Christmas hat. And, of course, course nobody is going to cheat, are they, Blair? They're not going to look at Google, are they? Well, unfortunately. <laughs> on, on, unfortunately, I'm afraid, Colin, they, they probably will. But it doesn't really matter, you know, because as long as... Long as well, it does matter that you cheat. <laughs> but, but actually, uh, it's more a question of, you know, uh, yes. of, of learning something about, about why the carol is. And, of course, it's a very significant link to this time of the year. And some of the, well, can I give you a clue? Just some of the negative stuff. Yeah. I, for me, it's, uh, it's where I come from. I'm mm. from Coventry. And so it's a famous, it's a famous carol and medieval. So... Mm. Its origins are in the 12th century, so amazing. This is Hope FM. Well, my very special guest, Colin Bennett, you know, is, uh, for the whole of the programme today. And then several times you have referred to the fact that, that, that uh, of Water Lily Cafe. Yes. Uh, now, of course, what you haven't said is that you are chairman of the trustees uh, of the it's, cafe. It's true. Now, it's of course, true. right at the beginning of the programme, you were talking about, you know, the abuse that your mother experienced at the hands of your father. Yeah. Although, actually, what we didn't say was that that had a, a, a happy ending, didn't it? It did. It did that... Um, Although my mum died and never was was free of my dad, um, she she um, came to know Jesus as her own saviour and and you know it was it was a shame you know great shame that she died early but um, my my dad um, despite everything he gave his life to Jesus just before he died as well so I could speak at both of their funerals and. Part of it, it was it was a great release for me. You know, I, during my teenage years, I'd very pent up finger things of anger towards my dad. Not surprisingly, but um, actually becoming a Christian and listening to God's voice. And some of the listeners again might just, if you've gone through real difficulties, pressing to God and don't don't kind of like think God isn't there or interested, because God whispered in my ears, "I'm the dad you've never had." And so I realised that it wasn't. My dad, who was my dad, who on earth who was shaping me, but it was God Himself. And I have to say that everything I I am and have and and am am now is a result of not 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 um, you know difficult things shape you. And so when I'm working with those that the people in the cafe and situations and and the team, you know, I realise that that it's actually. Not, not for them only. Part of it is that I realise that this is for my mum as well. It's a legacy to my mum, knowing that if she'd been alive when Waterloo was around, she would have benefited so greatly. So it's fantastic to know that there are over 70 women who, it, it, just in the really predominantly in Christchurch and Bournemouth, 
who are supported through through the work of Water Lily and supported either in domestic abuse at the moment or domestic violence or abuse but also if they're escaping that that route Hmm. Well, if you're listening to the programme on Sunday, I'm afraid you're too late for what we're going to talk about now. Yes. Uh, uh, however, if you're listening to the programme today, then tomorrow at the Water Lily Cafe, there's going to be an amazing Christmas fair. Uh, I think it starts at 10 o'clock, doesn't it? Does, it does, yes. Yeah. But you have to book in, don't you? Yes, you do. Although we've, we've said that if somebody is des- hasn't booked in and they're desperate to be there, if they come to the front entrance... We'll see what we can do. <clears throat> I have to. I'll be on the front entrance, so I'll see what I can do yeah. for you. Well, it'll all be very safely distanced. It and all will that. Be. Now, now, I can tell you that some of the things on offer. Oh my goodness! Incredible. I mean, if I tell you that I can't move in my house, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's because true. Colin has usurped my wife, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we talk about rapping for months. Is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, there are some amazing offers. All of it. All of it has been wrapped in cellophane so if you're looking for some very reasonably priced gifts and a very broad range of them uh, many of them brand new yes uh, and also at the same time to encourage and support uh, the water lily charity and and to experience some of the goodies Exactly. I'm talking about the food, you know. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, in fact, you're probably going there after the programme. I am you? going after. And, you know, the gluten-free brownies, they are just wonderful. Two pounds for a gluten-free brownie, where can you get that? Or four pounds for a full English cooked breakfast. You can't beat that, can you? Oh, you know, you're wetting wet my appetite, you know. Exactly. But I have, ex- I have experienced the food at, uh, at Water Lily. But, of course, right at the heart of that, and what Colin's been talking about, is the, is the very, very important work of people, women who have experienced abuse. And, of course, there has been quite an increase across the country uh, in abuse, but in both men and women. Yes, exactly. You know, because of the the, the lockdown and so on. Yeah, and in the new year, I'd love to be able to come and talk about um, domestic abuse with men. So there's lots of of men who, in in that regard. But today, I only really really want to talk about women and domestic abuse as far as women are concerned. And um, every penny that we raise from that that, uh, Christmas fair is going directly to help women who are in specific difficulties in this area. So please come along or please support us. Or you can just go onto the Water Lily Project website and donate. You can donate directly onto the website. Mm, fantastic. And, and of course, it, it does make a difference. You have given lectures and stuff, on, don't you, on, oh, yeah. on all of this? Yeah, and exactly. uh, I think you wrote a book as well. I did, you? called Free From Fear. And the idea, it tells a little bit of my story. You can get that from Simplicate.com. That's the, the place the, where you get it. And myself and Karen Todd and Lynn Chizadza, who used to be the, um, she used to be the main project worker at, uh, at, at um, Water Lily. Water Lily's been going nearly 10 years now. It's our it's our anniversary next year and we're going to have a big bash so again something to to look forward to in 2021 there'll be a lot of things to look forward to there are lots of things to look forward to in 2021 i suppose though that the the most challenging thing about anybody who's who's going through bad things is is to be able to reach out for help isn't it yes because i guess that people are frightened about what people might think yeah particularly of course if, if they are folk who are christian you know that that it's on the more difficult for them, you yeah. know. And I mean, sadly, it is a very, uh, it's a matter of fact that many Christians do go through uh, experiences of being abused, you know, not just physically, but, you know, mentally and in all sorts of ways. I was staggered um, 
because I, I think I was probably a little bit naive when I first became a Christian. I thought all Christians were wonderful. But then I realized that, that they're, you know, we're, I think there's a guy called Martin Joseph who said he, in bars and churches, the need is just the same. And there's a reality that the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things, it says in Jeremiah, who can understand it? And my first experience of, of, of uh, somebody in domestic abuse situation was someone who was a Christian wife being abused by her husband who was a minister. Mm. So I was shocked at that, mm. very shocked. Well, it's the reality. And I suppose if, you know, that, that, I mean, you only got to look at Ireland and all of the, the child abuse that yeah. was going on there over, over many, many yeah. years. Yeah. And I felt sorry actually for the Pope, you know, who, when he made his last visit, you know, when Francis went to, to Ireland, yeah. he was suffering because all of that was coming out. Yeah. Of course, none of which he had personally been directly responsible for, but nevertheless, uh, causing great pain. So if yeah. you're somebody who needs, help then i guess the, the the thing is reach out even though you might be frightened reach out and uh, you don't need to be going through stuff on your own whatever that, that those challenges you know may be one of the things that's great about water lily is we do signpost we send people to different organizations as well so whatever it, you might be struggling with today please feel free to go onto our website waterlilyproject.com and now, yeah this next song, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sort of reinforces all of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's called uh, Love on the Line. Yeah. I'll let you introduce it. Yeah, so Jesus put his love on the line for us so that we can put our love on the line for other people around us. Uh, love on the line of course very much bringing us to the real meaning behind the season of advent of season of christmas and probably well there's no doubt about it we have gone through the the, the probably the worst months uh, that the nation has ever experienced and of course it's the nations of the world but yeah. there's such hope in that little babe born in bethlehem because he didn't just stay a baby did he no no i'm pleased to say <laughs> he grew up and uh, as the saviour of the world, died that terrible death on the cross that we might live forever. It's interesting. Someone said to me, well, well, who do you work for, Colin? I said, well, I work for a multinational company. They said, really? I said, yeah, you, you'll know, you'll know, uh, <laughs> you'll know the, 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 the logo. And we've got, we've got outlets in every village around the world. Really? I said, what? And they said, what is that? I said, the church. I said, and the logo is the cross, and it's the cross because that is redemption for the world. So wonderful. It's great having a laugh with people, isn't it? <laughs> well, of course, both you and I have uh, spent our working lives in, in working with, with young people, you know. Yes. And, and I suppose one of the sad things is that there, there has been uh, quite a big disconnect 
in yes. many places between young people, young adults, yeah. uh, and and, uh, and the established churches. Although obviously there 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 are ex- exceptions to that rule yeah. uh, locally, as there is all over the over the world. But of course, the fact that maybe young people aren't turning up at our churches doesn't actually mean that they have in any way divorced God or don't believe in Him. No, and I think uh, Pete Ward, one of my friends, who wrote a book uh, about youth culture, he he says in that book, he said. Um, it's not that uh, young people have rejected Jesus. They've rejected the trappings of Jesus in the church. And I think one of the things that I'm very passionate about is getting the church outside of its own four walls. And coronavirus has done that. I mean, your listeners can tune in to virtually any church around the world uh, this Sunday because nearly every church has gone online. In fact, there was one Sunday where there was a tweet sent round because we couldn't get onto Zoom. Zoom seemed to break, and somebody tweeted, um, the church has broken the internet. (laughs) 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 It wasn't strictly true. Zoom definitely was was malfunctioning on one one Sunday because there were so many churches uploading their their material. But of course we talk when we were talking about Moreland's we were talking about the practical yeah. working out. And I think that, that that what really captures not just young people of all of our hearts is the reality that here we have with the best message in in the world. It's no yeah. wonder that is joy to the world. Exactly. It's, and it's not good news, Colin. It's blooming brilliant news. <laughs> it's an understatement. Good <laughs> yeah, news. No. But but actually, here we have this this wonderful life changing message. Yes. Uh, and I and I think that most people actually do do embrace that. I mean, yes. I know many of our listeners here on the station don't necessarily go to church, no. you know. But 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 they're they're they do have a faith. Yeah. Uh, um, and maybe some of some of that needs a little bit better defined, you know. Yeah, and I think there are ways that uh, that that you know the church could engage more effectively. So, for example, at Waterlily, we run something called Cafe Church. Yeah, so and you get you get a good bunch uh, coming this to that Sunday. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're, we're because of COVID, we're online. But normally, if you come to Cafe Church, you get a cooked breakfast. Ooh. So uh, it's one Sunday every month. So go on the, the again, have a look on our, our website and you'll find out the details. But this Sunday I'm uh, speaking, Sue Daly's organising it. So speaking on uh, the whole thing about Jesus being the light to the world. So it seems to me like all through this programme, you know, we've been talking about here you are on the threshold of, of, of starting new things, exactly. developing more what you've already been doing. Yeah. Uh, opening up new ministries yep. uh, locally, and probably right at the centre of all of that, what's closest to your heart, Colin on a single individual. Yeah. Uh, no matter who that individual exactly. is, that's where you're happiest, isn't it? When yeah. you're when you're face to face with people, yeah, exactly. and I guess you've got quite a few stories to tell. Uh, just a few. Uh, presumably, that not everybody that you spoke to on trains ignored you. <laughs> <laughs> no, particularly the guards who decided to let me off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and, and and there have been wonderful people over 40 years since I've been a Christian who've given their lives to Jesus as a result of that, so that's wonderful. But more than that, and it's hard to say more than that because that is an amazing thing, but more than that is the gentle love to show to people on a day-to-day basis. And I believe that that's what we are called to, to work in a community. Jesus says, love your, love your neighbour as you love yourself. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Love your neighbour. Those are the two commandments that Jesus gave. But they're really reinforcement of all the rest of the Bible. 
for more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.